0: to the it just works podcast i'm your host ryan and today is a fun episode that i've been wanting to do for a while and it is going to be on elden ring uh one of the best games ever made probably a game that's going to change the industry moving forward at least hopefully and today to talk about it with me is alex who hasn't been on the show and god knows how long but alex how are you doing today man good how are you I'm doing great. You know, like I was just telling you before we hit record, I found that new Bloodhound Step, Ash of War, and damn, it feels like a brand new game, so I can't wait to keep playing that later on. Uh, But yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, Excited to talk about some Elden Ring and uh, kind of go from there. Uh, What have you been up to lately? Have you been playing any games, anything? Oh, I've
1: been trying to play games, but uh, work's gotten chaotic. It's the summer season, and that's uh, the time that I'm working too much.
0: Damn, the struggle
1: yeah but uh in my off times i've been playing Elden ring and uh maybe like a game or two of counter-strike with the boys but you that's that's about it and then uh just painting some miniatures for warhammer and uh bolt action
0: nice man yeah i'm sure that's gonna be a hobby that's gonna be an endless money pit <laughs> <laughs> is it, do you find it super expensive or is it kind of like affordable to get into and have some fun uh, depending on the army, um, like
1: bolt action, it's pretty cheap uh, to get a good army. So like, I think the starter set and I got a little Sherman tank. It's a World War II era game and uh, it only ran me under a hundred bucks. Uh, but uh, Warhammer, that's depending on your army, uh, you could be breaking the bank. Might as well just invest in a 3D printer and
0: print off your own minis wow that's how expensive it can get huh i mean yeah the tank being a hundred dollars is kind of like what the fuck (laughs) no 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 Uh, under
1: a hundred dollars i got uh, at least 37 minis including the tank for under a hundred
0: dollars oh okay well that's yeah that sounds pretty good actually uh how big is the tank Uh, i i haven't built it yet but okay i
1: could i could get a half track and show you but
0: another time yeah um So yeah, we're here to talk about Elden Ring, Uh, but before we do that, kind of want to go over our, you know, for me, it's very brief, but our history with From Software games, you know, they can be very intimidating to the casual player out there, Um, but very fun for the hardcore players out there who are dedicated to these games, and I've always loved them for what they were, but like I told you, um, I doubt he's ever going to listen to this, but my friend Michael from GameStop, shout out to him, Um, this dude is probably one of the biggest Souls fans there is. He bought every version of every game released so far on each console and has unlocked Platinum Trophies and all the achievements on Xbox. It's actually ridiculous how many times he's played these games. But he convinced me to pick up Dark Souls 1 for the 360. Um, you know, when we we're working at GameStop and he just said like, I think like the, the, the bet was to just beat the first boss in the, in the chapel. Uh, I actually did that. And then I think I walked outside and got killed by a skeleton or something. I was like, fuck this game. And, uh, I really wish I was more patient back then. Cause I probably missed out on a really good game, but yeah, I actually kind of stopped there. And then, uh, dark souls three came out and, you know, once again, these games are just obviously fantastic and they look so good. Um, I picked it up and I, I don't even think I can get, I don't even think I got past the tutorial boss. I have to double check, but, uh, yeah, I gave up pretty quick there. Um, so that's pretty much my experience with the souls born games um from software is very talented but i never had the patience and then uh well before we get into elden ring uh alex what is your history with uh, from software games before elden ring uh i played a little
1: bit of dark souls one at my friend's house and i never picked it up myself uh, and then dark souls 2 i never played but dark souls 3 i got pretty into and then i could never make it past uh, pontus sullivan uh the ninth boss in and uh yeah then other games came out and it kind of just got put on the back shelf but i want to beat it someday
0: and i know i can (laughs) (laughs) i'm older and
1: more patient
0: right (laughs) uh no i i like i was telling you too before we uh, started recording i definitely am considering going back and playing some of the souls games um i know they're really good games but I still think there's an allure to Elden Ring that makes it better than the other games. Um, so we were kind of talking about it, but I do want to preface this because anybody could be listening to this episode. Uh, so as you heard, I haven't really played a lot of the Souls games past a certain point uh, with Elden Ring. I'm on my new game plus I'm on my second playthrough with the same character. Uh, according to this, my time played is 72 hours. Uh, so far so there's clearly a lot i still have to go i literally just saw a TikTok the other guy uh, other day of a guy who found a secret uh and he has 300 hours into the game so who knows how much is still out there for people to discover um alex was saying he's probably got between 20 and 30 hours himself so we just want to make sure that's clear we do not know everything that's discoverable in the game there's clearly still out, a lot out there for people to look at um so when Elden Ring was announced, Alex, you know, like, what were your, what were your thoughts about that? You know, they're saying they're partnering with uh, George RR R. Martin. Um, did you have any like set expectations or like, you know, what were your thoughts with like the initial announcement and then, which was basically, I think just the concept trailer.
1: Oh, I was excited for it. It's uh another dark souls game. Uh, I, I no expectations. So I knew it was going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I love all the lore and history. It's kind of shrouded with all these games. Um, and the fact that like, you know, you don't even know you're on a quest yet. <laughs> you pick up an item.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: What the hell does this do?
0: <laughs> that happens so much. Yeah. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, I was just curious because like, you know, when the the video game awards and they just had the announcement trailer, like I said, it's just a conceptual trailer. Um I was excited at the idea but I just figured it was going to be like another linear uh linear, you know, game just like the Souls games where they are they had have open-ish areas but there's always a linear path. Um come to find out with like the first gameplay trailer because I didn't really like keep tabs on it. Uh Elden Ring was open world and we saw the the character uh, in the video riding on a horse. We just saw them doing fun open world things and I was like, "All right, caught my interest." uh i still wasn't sold and then the alpha came out i wasn't invited even though i signed up for it i was pissed a little butt hurt so i said (laughs) fuck this game i'm just kidding um but i did see the gameplay and like uh i didn't realize this um i'm sure everyone else did who's played these games but like i didn't think it was going to be just like dark souls and all their other games like i thought it was going to be a completely different game um even the ui looks just like dark souls and um not entirely, but I'm sure it's pretty close. Um, so I was like, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. You know, like I said, I'm not a From Software fan. Um, like, I haven't played all their games. I don't know everything about them. So I didn't know there was like a formula to, you know, their uh, development. Um, so I didn't really know what to think of Elden Ring. And then it it came out, you know, people were playing it early, I think. And I was like, dude, this fucking game looks so good. And then I bought it. And, you know, the rest is history. It's been fun um so alex leading up to like the trailers and the gameplay reveals i know you're trying to avoid it but was there any of it you did see that kind of like you know hyped you up a little bit uh
1: the only thing i watched was uh the sorceries and uh that's all i wanted to see really like how expansive that was going to be from like dark souls 3 um and it's expansive
0: <laughs> you know it's it's funny you say that that's actually something that like um, caught my eye as well, caught my interest, is somebody grabbed, like, I don't even remember what sword it is now, but it was, like, you know, in the early previews, they had a sword, and I think it's actually the Sword of Night and Flame, the one I used for my whole playthrough. But once I saw, like, somebody holding a sword, and then they go into a different stance and did a special ability with that sword, I was like, dude, what the fuck? Like, it completely sold me right there as well. So, it's definitely been a fun journey so far uh with this game, and Um, Before we like jump into the game's mechanics and obviously locations and enemies and weapons um, upon release. Clearly, this game, until this day, honestly, like I still watch TikToks about Elden Ring and shit. <laughs> um, it's basically taken the industry and the entertainment industry by storm. Um, but there was other developers who were like salty on Twitter and stuff, and it was kind of funny. And I'm sure you've seen videos about that. But like, what did you think about that? Because this game came out, I think, a week after Horizon Forbidden West, uh, PlayStation exclusive. Um, what did you think of like developers basically openly being, um, you know? Fucking bitches, to be completely honest, um, about a, a game success. Like it, I thought it was like kind of sad because it's like, well, Horizon's not a bad game, you know, but Elden Ring is like some next level shit. Uh, you know, do you have any thoughts on that?
1: Oh yeah. Uh get good. And <laughs> you know, it you guys are supposed to be colleagues working in the same field. Uh, you know, take a hint, you know, this is what people like, you know extract from the good and you know focus on the bad make it better
0: no i mean that's true though it's like listen there's
1: there's a kind of developers who say wow shadowlands was good
0: (laughs) yeah um i do think you're right though it's like listen this is clearly what people want They had over 12 million copies sold in like, I think the first couple of weeks or something like that. Um, If you look at the steam charts for this game, it's actually insane. I think they almost had um, 1 million player all time peak. It's like 964,000. Like, dude, what the fuck? Like, it's a single, I mean, there is co-op and stuff and hunting and invading, but for the most part, you're playing by yourself throughout your playthrough, unless you want to play with a friend. Um, They need to add cross play so we can play. Um, yeah, so like to see a game of this scale um, succeed is honestly, it's refreshing as shit. The game launched content and feature complete. I mean, the amount of stuff that like I just told you, like that I'm still finding other people discovering that I still have to discover or this Ash of War that I just now you started using like 70 hours in. I'm like, dude, I feel like it's a game changer. I can dodge and feel like a badass from Dragon Ball Z and shit. Um, yeah, it's just crazy. And I, I really hope that you know the industry changes because of this game because of breath of the wild and you know back in the day people are tired of us probably saying about you know fucking skyrim. Yeah. skyrim skyrim changed so much and i think elden ring is like our skyrim right now where it's gonna hopefully change the way people think about the way they develop games you know if you look at you know it just got announced this week uh the roadmap for halo infinite season two and it's like they just confirm that season 2 is going to be 6 months long again because they're so far behind on development and then uh Battlefield 2042 is basically being abandoned. They're going to just basically leave that game to die. And it's like why why can't you guys figure it out? I mean, look at look at Elden Ring. <laughs> you know, it, it launched complete, it has everything it needs. You know, live service games are trash. You know, it took Bungie god fucking like 8 years to figure it out, you know? Like not everyone has to do something that, you know, is like a money grab. I can't imagine the amount of money that Elden Ring is making from Konami and uh, from so- uh, Konami, Bandai, Namco and from software. So, yeah, I just, I wanted to bring that up because I think it's so important and I really do hope that things change because of a game like this. There's still money to be made off of these kind of games. You know, you can still be very profitable. I mean, if like, let's say like Elden Ring was like where people base their game development off of like, Let's launch complete. You know, we don't have to worry about people going. Oh, this should have been in the game. No, it's already in the game. I'll fucking pay more for the game too. Like it's sixty bucks, I'll gladly pay like seventy or eighty bucks if I know the game's actually just going to come out with what it's supposed to be with. So, I um I definitely hope things change moving forward. But um, are you going to say something?
1: Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, game companies need to stop focusing on marketing trends and focus more on their player bases because. Uh, uh what did from soft do they didn't really they've never well they catered to their fan base and they expanded on it you know basically everything from dark souls 3 is in elden ring and then they added new features. and that's all they wanted they wanted you know cool open world more bosses uh and more getting good
0: yeah (laughs) Um I didn't know that though. I didn't know that, like a lot of what's in Dark Souls 3 was expanded upon here. Um so do you yeah. mean like even weapons and armor or just mechanics?
1: Well, there's a lot more weapons, um you know, they've reused a lot of assets from uh, Dark so- all, the- all the Dark Souls games um, and even uh, uh not Demon Souls but uh Bloodborne uh from PS 3 or 4. Uh, but a lot of the assets are reused in this game um and you know that it's not completely new but new world uh same enemy in a different setting you know it's it's great
0: well yeah i know like some of the dungeons too are like ripped straight from the old games but those are like meant to be that way it's meant to be like like a reward for older fans um that is really cool though i'm there's nothing wrong with taking existing assets and then putting them in a whole new, fresh sandbox. Um, so, on to Elden Ring and the game itself. Um, let, let's just maybe talk about, excuse me, uh, like our first couple hours of gameplay. You know, like what were your thoughts with like your initial experience? You know, walking out into the wide open area, being greeted a limb grave, the tree sentinel, and then the guy in the front that you're not supposed to fucking hit. <laughs> um you know what did you think so far you know when you were playing
1: oh i was amazed and i just started exploring i went straight to that church and then just explored all around uh like i do with all open world games
0: dude yes uh i did the exact same thing i I went to the church and i i I went into the cave pretty early you know where the werewolf is or something like that Mm -hmm. um and then right there in front of the gates, you have all the knights uh, and then getting torrent, you know, um, just I was blown away. Like, I knew the game was going to be good once I picked it up. But damn, the game was so much better than I had imagined. Uh, the world is so carefully crafted. Um, the textures, the the art design, uh, the enemy types. There's so many types of enemies in this game. Like, you never get bored. And then, you know, if you go down the hill into the lake and you see the... The ritual going on and if you interrupt it a fucking dragon flies out of nowhere and it's like dude and then fighting the dragon on horseback felt like um just felt like so many fantasy movies out there and uh it just felt really badass and then just the amount of weapons that are in this game are great um you know i, I chose to play as a samurai so i just felt really badass doing that um th- the game is definitely something else and uh, i think everyone should play it Um, Even if you're scared of the difficulty, Um, it's honestly just a learning curve like anything else. If you if you're patient, you know, it's uh, for me, I kind of treated like Monster Hunter. I know it's a little different way, different game. But still, if you watch the enemies' attacks, you'll slowly learn where you need to dodge, where you need to block. Um, So it's kind of cool to have like a standoff with certain bosses and just wait for them to attack. And then obviously they kind of wait for you. So I had a lot of fun there. Uh it was cool to get invaded by an NPC and get utterly destroyed. I didn't really expect that. I don't know why. I just didn't see that coming. So that was fun. Um when it comes to like locations so far and what you've explored, you know, is there a specific location that like really stands out to you that you're like, damn, this is this is sick. It sucks because there's a couple that you're not at yet, <laughs> but um anything so far that kind of caught your eye?
1: Uh I like the Caleb uh so area you know with all the blood and rot uh I I just love the little lore behind that making people go psycho the scarlet rot and all that
0: yeah I thought Caleb was really cool um I went I mean I don't know if you did but I went there through that little portal that's in the the, in the pond uh right behind one of the churches I think I told
1: you about that portal
0: (laughs) oh maybe maybe it was you oh no it was you I'm sorry yeah Um, so yeah, I went through the portal, not knowing what to expect. And then you're, I felt like I got literally sent to a different world. I didn't even know that it was like five minutes away to the right. If I just went that way on the map. So it was like kind of fucking mind blowing to go through this kind of experience. And and then you come across a dying, massive, just utterly gigantic dragon. That's like the size of the fucking land that he's sitting on surrounded by other dragons. Um, you could cheat. I'll go ahead. and stab him in the butt <laughs> <laughs> and then you stab him in the butt until he dies or uh, because I'm on new game plus, I want to see if there's a different way to kill him. And there is, if you kill the dragon surrounding him, he actually just dies naturally. So that was kind of a cool experience. I didn't really see that coming, um, but Kayla's super badass. has a, a ton of tough enemies, has giant um, Scooby dogs. Uh, what's, what's his name? Um, Scooby-Doo's uh, little brother or whatever. Um, damn it. Oh. Uh what the fuck is his name? Scrappy Doo? Yeah, Scrappy Doo. Um, so the reason why those dogs remind me of Scrappy Doo is from the fucking live action film where he gets all buffed up and like creepy and shit. <laughs> <laughs> so every time I see those dogs, I can't help it but think of Scrappy Doo. But yeah, that whole area is super badass. I think for me, um, and you're gonna get there eventually, is the crumbling Azul. It's one of the last areas in the game. Uh the the area is in the sky, I guess. And there's literally dragons flying all around it. There's tornadoes. Um, there's a bunch of dragons that are on the, the crumbling Azul that are trying to kill you. And then you eventually get to... Um, I guess I should have said spoilers ahead, but... Spoilers ahead. Uh, but honestly, you know, for you, Alex, you don't even remember what I'm talking about until you get there. Uh, but yeah, there's like a dragon king, the king of dragons or whatever he is, the dragon lord. Um, he's like a two-headed dragon king adora looking boss and there's a secret way to get to him he's literally a secret boss like you wouldn't know how to get to him unless you found the secret so i'll leave that up to you unless you want to look it up when you get there um but his fight was just badass it's in a it's in a coliseum that you basically get teleported to and it's one of my favorite fights in the game um i fucked him up but uh (laughs) that area is sick uh honestly the snow area was really cool too um the the giant's mountain. Um, and then if you take the lift down, once you get the other uh pedestal, you can go down another whole snow area. I think one of my favorite things when it comes to like the locations in this games and the environments they built, excuse me, um, is that you can always like climb on rocks, rooftops, and tree branches, hit certain walls, and they open up to something completely new. And I just felt like uh those type of mechanics have been lost in gaming for, well, I mean, I guess if you played the souls games, they haven't been lost, but for me, I feel like I haven't seen that kind of stuff since like the fucking mid two thousands or early two thousands. So I'm, I'm kind of a sucker for that. As I continue to play this game, I find more rooftops that I can climb and find items. Um, Alex, it looks like you kind of want to say something.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, uh, from software actually listened to Todd Howard when he said, you see that mountain? You can climb it. They did. (laughs) <laughs> they they actually implemented it so
0: they said no it actually does just work just like that <laughs> yeah that's true man um you know there's there's a there's a small town in Kalid. it's one of the academy towns it has a seal on it and to activate the other seal you have to like, fucking climb the roofs and find the ladder and it's like dude st- no one does that shit anymore I, I mean i guess assassin's creed but that franchise sucks ass now um but it's different in Elden Ring or Souls games because you actually have to, like, find a path you can't, you know, whereas Assassin's Creed, you can climb any fucking wall. Um, so, yeah, I'm just a massive sucker for this kind of shit. Uh, I just think it's so cool. Um, yeah,
1: but- I, I was on a giant tower and uh, uh, From software likes to do this, but, like, I, like, jumped down to the sledge. And it's like, oh, wow, that's fucking beautiful. And, like, looking at the view and uh, fucking... Get fucking kicked off by an enemy, <laughs>
0: dude. <laughs> like, yes. well,
1: uh, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> the amount of times that's happened to me in this fucking game like pisses me off. Where like you're, you know it's coming to You know you're at this ledge. You know it's a trap, and you still fall for it. Uh, yeah, that shit cracks me up. Um,
1: or like uh, the giant uh, tombs, like right when you uh, start and you have to use the um, stone sword keys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's that giant rolling uh, death trap, uh, like cart.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. The um, Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, you got to. I was like watching a video. I was like, oh. I wasn't looking up how to defeat it, but I saw it later on, like on my YouTube feed. And uh-huh. Somebody like climbed up and you got to, you know, jump on them as they're coming down to kill them. I'm yeah. Like, Holy shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's like another way too. And then a stone sword key. On the, and um, right before you walk to Limgrave, you actually have to, like, shoot explosives down onto it. And that's how you get the great Erdtree bow. And yeah, it's fucking crazy, man. And then there's, like, another, there's, like, a tomb underneath the capital. And you have to, like, basically jump off before that. What is that thing called? You know, um, those rolling things have a name and it's bothering me that I can't come up with it. Oh, they're, they're basically chariots because they all look like horses and shit. They're on wheels, but they all look like horses and a guy in a chariot. Um, you basically have to, right before it hits you, fall down in between a bridge and then, like, you go down this crazy path and you find, like, a whole secret boss and weapon. And I'm like, how many fucking areas in this game? have this this these these kind of secrets like it definitely um you know pizza definitely said it best but you you need to check everything out explore everything because you never know what you may come across um don't go hitting every wall in the game (laughs) i probably wouldn't do that but you never know what you may find out there um so when it comes to like uh you know enemy types and bosses so far that you've experienced in your playthrough, you know, you're 30 hours, almost 30 hours. in, you've definitely experienced a lot. And I definitely believe it. When you say it, you are one of those players. If there's something to be explored, you're going to explore it. So is there any uh, boss fight or enemy type that you've really enjoyed fighting a lot so far?
1: Uh, I like fighting the soldiers, uh, like in God's castle. Um, I don't really like the goblin looking things, uh, like the alien-looking ones. I would say they're more like the Urukai from, uh, <laughs> Lord of the Rings. <laughs> uh, those I don't really enjoy, but I do like uh how there's like a little mini boss. Um, I think it's in Limgrave or uh, Lurania of the Lakes, and uh, you, it's for a, a sorcery rod or staff. And once you kill like the leader, all the others just like fucking start cowering from you.
0: Oh, I don't remember that. Damn. Yeah. I need to go find this. What am I doing? Um. Yeah, I think uh, it's going to sound so typical, but I can't help it. One of my favorite enemies to fight is the dragons. Um, They're just, they're fucking fun as shit. They're fun to dodge and just punish them because they're going to keep doing obviously the same attacks um I think they're really well animated in this game too. um, I really like their move sets. I like the way they fly uh I really love the dragons in this game. I think uh even though he's kind of an annoying fight, I think one of my favorite fights is the ice dragon at the, towards the end of the game on the ice t- uh, mountains you're you're in this massive frozen lake, and out of nowhere just as you're running, the entire area gets completely. Um, you know, in a cold mist, it gets covered in snow and mist. And then all of a sudden, a dragon appears trying to kill you, like a massive ass dragon. And it's just like those kind of moments in these games are fucking insane to me because it's like, if there's something to be thought of when it comes to fantasy enemies and fights, I really feel like From Software thought of it all in this game. There's so many different types of encounters that keep the game fresh and interesting that you really, can't help but smile and be pissed when they kill you but um yeah it's great uh, i thought the fire giant was really cool too um there's just there's a ton of great boss fights in this game uh, we could probably talk about that all day and then i think yeah i think the dragons are probably my favorite enemy type it's just it feels very satisfying to take them on because they are they're pretty big even the even the little ones compared to the bosses uh and then each Dragon has a, you know, um, each element pretty much has a boss dragon. So like magic, ice, scarlet rot, you know, um, they all pretty much breathe fire. But yeah, so there's a lot of badass dragon fights in the game. Um, I think it's also cool. It's it's technically an enemy, but to duplicate your um, boss's ruin, you have to go to those bell tower golems. Mm-hmm. And to, to, to knock those down the way you do, feels extremely satisfying uh i thought it was really cool i thought that was a cool element to the game um when it comes to well you know with the great ruins you get weapons and stuff is there any uh weapons that you really have have enjoyed using so far i know in your current playthrough that we're talking about you're kind of going full naked man and using daggers and spears with your buckler to parry attacks but um is there any like special weapons that caught your eye or is it just you know, your standard weapons that you really enjoy the most?
1: Uh, I got to look up the name of it. But oh, the grafted blade, great sword. Uh, that is one of my favorites. <laughs> uh, I, ac-
0: I actually haven't used it yet.
1: Oh, I just like all the colossal weapons. Uh, I got the giant hammer the other day. Uh, here, look up the name
0: right now. Yeah, I mean, everyone uh, seems to really enjoy those colossal weapons.
1: Yeah, I have a uh, pre Inferno uh, crozier It's a giant freaking hammer.
0: <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Sounds like it's going to murder someone. Um, yeah, the, the grafted sword is really cool. A lot of people really, really seem to be uh, drawn to that sword when it came out. Um, uh, I like it. I haven't used it yet. Uh, obviously, I unlocked it, but I haven't bought it. Or, I'm sorry, bought it. I haven't uh, wielded it yet, so I'll definitely have to check that out. Um, You know, I was kind of curious to see how the archery was in this game, and it's not terrible by any means. Uh, It's definitely um, a niche. Uh, I still like it, but I actually have the black bow that has uh, the Ash of War rapid fire shots, and if your dexterity is upright and that thing's upgraded, You can really piss off some enemies. I just, I I fuck them up pretty quick, but I think my favorite sword in the game, and I'm sad it got nerfed the way it did, but I still think the sword of night and flame is just one of the most badass weapons in the game. It literally has two different types of special attacks. And I, I just, I think that alone really draws me to it. Let alone it's a, it's a fire sword and I'm always a sucker for that kind of stuff. Um, So that sword is really cool and accessible. It's very easy to get in the game. Um, but basically, if you hold the L trigger down and you do the right trigger, um, you do a massive fire wave attack. And then if you do RB, you basically just do a magical beam of death. And um, it's, it's just a really badass sword. Um, I would say get it. Don't focus your build. I mean, it's still very powerful, but it got nerfed. So probably don't focus your build on it these days. Uh, I think one of my other favorite swords um, in the game is the sacred blade of america i think it is uh it's space bas- it's the um last sword you get from a boss in the game um elden ring boss um it's a it's a two-handed sword but you you know you wield it on your shoulder um for any runescape fans it basically looks like the dragon two-handed sword and your um shoulders the way your character holds it and then if you do uh, if you press on the L trigger and use a special ability, you send out a massive gold wave and it can it literally, if you know the farming spot in Moglen's palace, you can literally take out every single golem or, or whatever they are in one hit. It's fucking crazy. Um, so it's a very cool attack. I also think the hammer of, I think it's um, America or whatever, the, the two weapons you get at the very last bosses in the game are badass and i think the hammer is so fucking cool um with a special attack your character launches in the air and then does a massive ground pound that just does a aoe attack um it's it's so fucking sick the weapons in this game are actually unreal um yeah it's called the sacred relic sword it's a very badass sword can't go wrong but it does a massive wave attack and it's very very fun to use um is there any other weapons you're excited to check out Alex or is it just kind of, uh, up in the, the jar, air for you? The jar cannon. Yeah. I don't know if I have that yet. I don't even know where you get it. I have to see it. I don't know if I have it. I don't think I do, but it's basically a sniper, isn't it? Like <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Uh,
1: well, my favorite thing about like the bows, like the great bows and dark souls three, like I saw a bunch of trolling videos where, uh, I believe it's in one of the DLCs, uh, but there's this bridge you can destroy well mm-hmm. some guy would uh uh just be sitting up on like this ledge and then the people would run across the bridge and you just start shooting it and then you just see them meow, fall oh down God. to their
0: deaths <laughs> that sounds amazing i need to get that thing uh, yeah
1: wow. I, I just like the whole uh, invading in aspect of the dark souls games like uh I think it's the, using the rune arcs in this one uh, that you can get invaded by other people uh, but to make your guy more powerful but comes back with a, or has a drawback
0: of you might being able to get invaded. Yeah, I do think the I think the mechanics cool and it's um, it's great that you bring that up. You know, we'll get into um, you know, ashes of war and magic here in a bit. But you do bring up a really good point in that it is one of the best mechanics in the souls games is being able to invade or play with a friend. Um, It brings out some really great videos as you've all probably seen on the internet, Um, whether it's the Will Smith slapper who invades you and slaps you and then leaves or people (laughs) who are dressing up like anime characters and doing crazy. I mean, there's just so much crazy shit that people are doing and I, I think it's fantastic. And I think this community is incredible. Um, but the reason why i'm happy to talk about this is i actually think this is one of the faults of the game one of my main critiques for this game is you can actually set yourself to a hunter so you're, you're helping people who are getting invaded and every single time i get summoned to someone else's world i am fucking nowhere near the host so by the time i even get halfway there or almost there the invader dies or the host dies so I don't even get a chance to help out. And I, I think it's extremely annoying because it happens almost every single time. So I, I, I'm about to just turn the damn thing off. So I hope that there's a way that they can maybe update that. And I'm sure they will. You know, the game's only been out for a couple months now or a month and a half. Actually, no, almost a couple months. Um, So I, I'm sure it's something they're going to fix in the future. Like, I don't know if this was a problem for the Souls games, but uh, in Elden Ring, it's pretty. Well, I guess it wasn't a problem because those games were linear. But yeah in this game it's annoying as shit so i really hope they fix that and then speaking of like being able to play with friends or invade excuse me uh, i think it'd be cool if you can actually use torrent in co-op or invading i think that also creates some more really fun battles whether it's chase scenes or actual sword um horseback you know fighting um, i think it'd be really badass so i hope that's something that they fixed i know they didn't want to do it because they felt like it kind of broke the game but I mean, what would be cooler than, like, you and some friends, you know, riding down a mountain, fucking fighting dragons and shit, or whatever else is in the way? Um, I just think it'd be really badass. So, um, honestly, this is the only two, like, actual critiques I think I can have for the game currently. Um, what, do you, what do you think of that, Alex? Like, do you care if they add that eventually or fix that, you know, with a horseback riding?
1: Oh, no. Uh, I would like that and I wouldn't like that uh, because the host can just run away from the uh, attacker just like constantly and I feel it would be like a game of cat and mouse and then you know, either the host or the attacker gets tired of it.
0: (laughs) That is fair. I was, I was just thinking of like the impending moments that we would see uh, recorded where the host is fleeing and not paying attention to their surroundings. And they basically launch off a mountain or something. Um, Yeah. I feel like that probably happened a lot or they would run into enemies that just take them out. So uh, I do see where you're coming from though. Like it, it probably would uh, not be beneficial to the invasion combat. So maybe if they were just to find a way to implement it for co-op, I think that'd be great uh, in certain areas. But yeah, I think that's probably why they didn't Though, is you know, from what you're talking about. That's why it probably doesn't exist. Um, well, we talked about the weapons in terms of like, what's our favorites. Um, there's a ton of weapons out there that you should check out. Uh the, the the amount of weapons in this game is endless. If there's something for you, whether it's daggers, fist weapons, ranged weapons, spheres, um long swords, colossal weapons, like Alex said, regular swords, katanas. I mean, there is something here for everyone. But want to talk about magic and like also the ashes of war. Um, because for me, I I'm still kind of blown away by the depth of it. So like I was talking about Bloodhound Step a lot already today. Um, it's a national war where you basically do like a a, a badass like teleport dodge. Um, it's it's super fucking sick. So I put it on my katana and then I put it on magic because my intellect's at 84 or something. And I didn't think it was actually, I don't know why. Maybe it's just because like I'm a, I'm a new person to the Soulsborne games and from software games. Um, it made my katana start doing magic damage. I don't know why. I just didn't think it was going to do that. And I'm like, that was really cool. Um, kind of danced me between that and blood damage. But um, it's just very cool what you can do with these Ashes of War. And then, honestly, the magic in this game, because I, I walk around my golden ruin um, or golden seal. Sorry, um, it's it's plus 10. It's maxed out and I use a ton of incantations. Um, it's just the fire in this game is sick. I love the sucker for fire spells. And, you know, one of the things we talked about in like our Skyrim review and like looking back at Skyrim is how shitty the magic is. So it is extremely refreshing to play a game like this where honestly, almost every magic spell or incantation is really cool and unique in its own way. Um, have you have you used a lot of magic or incantations yourself?
1: Uh, a you little, bit, a little bit here and there, um, mainly just the ashes of war, but. Uh, but I do like the builds around some of the magic, Uh, especially like watching PVP builds and like somebody acts like an in-game boss. (laughs) Basically. (laughs) Yeah, I saw an overloaded uh, guy with the the stone wall shield. Mm -hmm. And like, he was just, he planned it out perfect. So the summoner or the uh, invader, gets spawned down below and like as soon as he starts getting invaded he starts going down a elevator and then he's just like slowly walking towards him and like blocks all his shots and then just destroys
0: him the guy gives up in the end (laughs) he just (laughs) bows and the guy just punches him in the face oh man i love those videos i don't think i'll ever get tired of seeing those kind of videos um yeah, some of these ashes of war are really fucking cool. And then, like you said, this too—the spells that you can get—you basically can become an in-game boss towards other players if you have your build set up right. Um, I got invaded by a guy, and I had the um the fire giant spell. So you basically like light your f- hands on fire and put them into the, the ground. And you basically create an AOE, which is a bunch of fire spikes coming out of the ground. And it just completely fucked him up. Like I don't know why. I feel like he should have known what I was going to do, but the game was still pretty new at the time. Um, I got to the end game pretty quick uh, after a while, but I don't think he knew what the spell was going to do. And he just kept charging me. And I'm like, okay. And he literally got hit by like three of the fire spikes. And then I think he died after that. So it was very satisfying to just stand there like a badass, put the spell out and just, just kill this dude. Um, yeah, the PVP in this game is really fun. Uh, until people figure out how to survive your build then it's not so fun um so i had to ch- I have to change things up from the sword of night and flame um but yeah no the magic's really cool uh it's very cool to actually hold a staff and use it with all these magic spells like i said skyrim like you get these staffs and stuff and it's like all right you know whatever and the reason why i keep comparing it to that is because that was a massive letdown back in the day so it's very nice to see magic here explored quite a bit um i I don't think you can really go wrong with it in this game it seems like a lot of people like it
1: Uh, i like the fact that you know in this game uh you don't really solely have to focus on magic um it's like part of your build uh part of your character so like you'll find a few spells and incantations that you want to use and you know you'll use them whereas like you don't have to do like a pure mage build you can do melee and mage
0: but even when you're a melee you're still using magic that is true um talk about like increasing attributes and doing it right i think they've really figured it out because you're right you know, you can switch to a different weapon because your attributes are at this level or use certain spells because of your attributes or just, you know, range weapons. It's pretty crazy how versatile you can make your character. Um, Because you're very right. You don't have to be, like, basically stonewalled into just using magic, just using this one spell the entire game. Like, you can do whatever you want, you know, and uh, I think that's really cool. And then later in the game, after you complete the academy, you can actually um use larval tiers and just, you know, respect your character, you know. So, if there is a, a specific build you want to go for, uh you can do that too though. So, the uh amount of options here for players to freedom to do whatever they want is really extraordinary. Uh, and I think that's something that I keep can um really applauding these developers for, you know, Miyazaki and the whole crew. Um, because player choice is really important in these kind of games. And once, honestly, you walk into the limb grave, it's pretty much, uh, figure it out, stupid. Do whatever you want. <laughs> so uh, I think it's really nice and uh, something I really appreciate in these games. Um, geez, what else do we want to talk about? Uh, I don't know. I love the game. Uh, well, I guess the question for you I have is, like, do you think moving forward people actually will you know, take a lesson from Elden Ring. The reason why I ask it like that is because for the last decade we've been so focused on microtransactions and live service games and um games that aren't even ready at launch. They have to have post launch updates and or you know like you know I, I think Halo Infinite's a good game, but I will bring it up for the instance, you know, we're clearly missing content that we wish would have been there. Custom games are broken in theater mode. Oh we'll fix it later on. Like that is the general consensus with game development in the last decade but do you think people will actually see the success of Elden Ring and go and take a step back and improve on themselves or no, no, like Mm, corporate greed and whatnot.
1: I'd say maybe like 10% of developers will look into that. Uh, Other than that, I think it's all these major companies uh, forcing down on the developers and causing too much of a time crunch and, you know, they're underdeveloped. So it's, it's, i'm sure every developer wants more time but they don't always get that especially with the large corporations yeah but, but hopefully they look at it and they're like okay why can't our game be like that but it's it's more marketing people and ceos you know demanding this amount of time and giving them an unreasonable amount of time uh to finish a game that's why it's so lackluster
0: Yeah. You know, that's precisely why I asked the question too, because it's like, I got to imagine like how to, how do CEOs, you know, people who are literally, you know, at the top of the chain, how are they not like going to look at the success of Elden Ring and go, clearly we're not doing it right. You know, but they probably just don't give a shit. They're there to make as much money as possible. I just think it's unfortunate because I couldn't agree more. It's just like give developers more time moving forward set realistic expectations you know and and stop trying to like you said earlier market towards an audience who doesn't give a shit maybe you know like from software hones in on the audience they already you know they currently have and obviously they're excited to have any type of new fans you know um i think it was something you were kind of alluding to earlier as well it's like you know miyazaki was like like there's no easy mode for our game because it's like it doesn't need to be and that's what you're saying is like No, they know what fans want they want to expand on those fan requests and you know make the game that they want too so i think it's really cool and and hopefully some of these corporate assholes uh take a look at that and really figure it out probably not but yeah well companies
1: need to stop focusing on
0: the shareholders and focus on the people that actually you know play the game That is true. You know, obviously there was investors back in the day, but the gaming industry wouldn't be what it is if it wasn't for fans being dedicated to the franchises created and wanting to support the developers, you know, like it didn't start because, you know, corporate greed, you know, that's what it is now in the modern days. And I understand that as business grows, it becomes more corporate, but never forget the people who actually made you get there in the first place, which is the fan base and, you know, a bunch of gamers in the world. So kind of a bummer, but we'll have to see how that plays out. Um, but yeah, with Elden Ring, I, I really believe in the 70 hours I've played that I can dump another 500. I, I can't wait to continue playing this game. Um, I took a massive break after I completed my first playthrough, I think, three weeks ago or a month ago now. And, and so unfortunately, I don't remember everything about the game. I'm excited to replay it and experience it again, which I'm doing right now. I'm in the Academy right now. Um, I'm having a lot of fun. Um but I am excited to keep, continue playing this game and continuing to discover what is secret out there. And I, I can't wait for anyone out there to play this game and see where it goes in the future. I'm sure there's going to be some type of expansion or content update coming out, hopefully in the future. But uh, no, I, I I really do believe that this game will go down at, at least in my top 10, hopefully top five And uh, currently. Um, completely blown away by it.
1: So uh, speaking on DLCs, what, what kind of like... What would you like to see out of the DLCs?
0: Oh, dude, that is such a tough one, because like, I don't know what their DLC was like with their previous games, so I don't know what to really expect. But I would like to... I'm so typical. I'm such a typical human being. I'd like to see more dragon shit, (laughs) because... Because we have the one that's dead in the capital. I don't know if you've seen it yet in your personal playthrough, but there's one that got completely turned into stone in the capital. That's gigantic. It's like fucking a quarter of the size of the city that we have the one that was dying in in Caleb that we kill. I would just like to see a massive dragon boss like that. So um, honestly, for me, I would, you know, I'm an Elder Scrolls guy. I would like to see them do like a whole Shivering Isles thing where we go experience like a different world. I'm not saying it has to be like Shea O'Gorath or anything, but I would like to see a different location, you know, maybe off to the left. It could be like an island somewhere, and then that's where we encounter a massive boss fight like that. I want to see like God of War level bosses in this game where they're just gigantic. I'm not saying they're necessarily harder or easier, but I do want to see bigger, bigger bosses for sure.
1: Yeah, I would like to see like more of a, yeah, one one smaller DLC uh before like a big one mm-hmm. um not like Knights of the nine or um, some smaller ones but yeah. like kind of like a Dark Souls three small linear um kind of like uh, feeding to the older fan fan base a l- little less open world and then mm-hmm. have a gigantic add-on for the second one. Uh, that's what I would like to see.
0: I think that would be great for them to add a more linear like story to like, maybe, maybe in this area that you go to, there's a narrative to it and it would be, wouldn't be open world. Obviously there's a lot to explore in it because that's just how they develop these games, but I'd be so down for that. I think that's a really good idea. I think that's a really, uh, realistic idea too. I'm I'm sure they would do something like that and then give us that expansion later on yeah and
1: harder bosses i mean i think uh in dark souls 3 the last boss you face in the dlc is like one of the hardest uh yeah i think it's blood knight gale uh you should look up his his
0: uh, boss fight i will type it in right now so that way i have it when we finish recording this because i will because after this i'm going to cook some breakfast so i will Blood. I put. I put blood knot. <laughs> Slipknot. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Slave night. Gale boss fight in the Ring City. That's
1: yeah. It, slave right? night. Mm-hmm.
0: This video has three million views. Can't wait to watch it.
1: Yeah. Um. So, what do you think? Like, in terms of the open world, how it compares to other games?
0: Hmm oh yeah thank you that should have been a question i brought up um so i think it's a perfect cross between elder scrolls and legend of zelda um it's very it's clearly taking uh inspiration from elder scrolls and uh breath of the wild uh, there's no question about it when you look at this game and i think that's fine like i don't I don't think that comparison's like wrong or far-fetched or cheesy. I just think like, it's cool to see these developers like look at each other and like what they look at what they've done and really taken the inspiration they've got from each other and create something beautiful like this. Um, this world is insane and you know, um, every new area you go to, it's like, damn man, like who the fuck thought of this? There's, there's so many areas where it's volcano manor, the grand lifts or whatever they're called. Um, The academy, Kalid, the crumbling Azula, like the royal capital, like dude, it's fucking gorgeous. I think that, um, oh man, it's kind of tough to say this, but it's probably the best open world I've ever played. Yeah, I think think it's better than Skyrim. Um, I think it's better than Breath. I think it's easily better than Breath of the Wild. I don't think it's bad. But Breath of the Wild, no offense to them, it's just they're on Nintendo. It's fucking empty. It's very empty in a lot of areas. Uh, this game's not empty. <laughs> There's always something to look at and catch your eye. Um, but that—that's the beauty of this game coming out after those games. I don't think it would be what it is in terms of its open world if it wasn't for those games. So
1: yeah, it, it reminds me of Morrowind, uh a lot more than Skyrim because uh, Skyrim had a lot of Filler dungeons and filler spots that didn't really go anywhere. Yes. Um, but like in Morrowind, you could go into a, a cavern and be part of a quest. Um, and uh, another question for you is, uh, what do you think of how the quests go in this game? I wouldn't. I wouldn't call them quests. I'd call them tasks.
0: <laughs> I'd call them tasks way more than quests. Besides uh, Ronnie's quests. Have you done Ronnie's Quest yet or heard of it? No, not.
1: I uh, I've heard of it, but
0: oh that's an actual quest. Yeah, there's a there's a lot going on there. Um because yeah, that's that's a good question because a lot of people are upset about that, or that's like a, a huge critique um from people who've actually played the game that are you know new to the franchise. Um I don't want quest markers, I could tell you that much. I don't want that. I don't want um them to hold my hand either, but but there should be some type of quest log in my inventory. Something that says, hey, stupid, you talked to this person. and Now it would be advised for you to go do this. Something like that. Because, um, yeah, like right now, I need to go find the wolf guy in my playthrough because I'm trying to do it more procedurally, like the way it's intended.
1: Because mm-hmm.
0: um, if you don't do, yeah, like if you get farther in the game, you can actually skip entire... Events, quests, and like it kind of sucks because I did that in my first playthrough. So I'm trying to go through it the way you're kind of supposed to. I guess. Well, that's
1: that's the whole lure of the game. Uh, yes. You know, like even with Dark Souls three, you'll. I mean, I killed patches on my first playthrough uh, in Elden Ring because I think I wanted a a weapon from him, but. <laughs> <laughs> But he has a whole quest line and, you know, he'll probably show up in the DLCs, too. And Patches has been in, I think, every Soulsborne game.
0: Yeah, because you can save him and then he just turns into a merchant. Right? Yeah, yeah, he's an asshole. Yeah, so um, I don't think it's as bad as other people make it, but I can still understand the critique, though, because, like, let's say I start Ronnie's quest, but then I take a break from the game for a few days, maybe a week. I'm not gonna remember what the fuck I was doing because her quest is pretty insane too. Like you're gonna forget a lot of shit. The amount of areas I went to are insane. Yeah, but you can always do it on the second room. That's true. Like I just i st- I still think there should be something in your inventory in terms of a quest log, or there's got to be something. Make your own. <laughs> Damn it! That's not the point. <laughs> I just think because I, I, well,
1: I got a I got a pencil and a paper right here. <laughs> yeah,
0: you're gonna need it, motherfucker. You're gonna need it. Um, they did update the game, or maybe it's just because I'm on New Game Plus, or I noticed it towards the end. Um, but if you press Select on the map now, it actually no, that that was part of the update. Um, it actually shows the people you've talked to on the map. Mm-hmm. So they kind of they kind of fixed a lot of it. Uh, with that, I would say, but. Uh, I still enjoy like the tasks that you do, but to really answer your question though, it's like if you pay attention to what people are saying, when you're talking to them, it's pretty obvious what you need to do. So it's really not that bad. Like I said, unless you take a break.
1: Yeah. um, You know, or you can just go to caverns and not talk to people
0: (laughs) or you can kill everyone. Yeah, you can. Yeah. There's so many things you can do. Um, While we were talking about that, I remembered the underground, you know uh, areas essentially have you been to a lot of those by any chance or no i think i've been to all the caves so far uh in my or my
1: older playthrough
0: but Uh, what about the uh, underground cities no no just the the blood one got it dude so we're talking about like open world and like graphics and just like how beautiful everything looks dude some of the underground cities are fucking insane i'm like uh, it's it's like a whole different game down there. I love it. It's like it. Black Reach. <laughs> Precisely. Yep, yep. That is the best way to put it. Um, Yeah. So Elden Ring, is there anything else you want to talk about? I feel like we covered a lot. You know, this isn't going to be the only Elden Ring episode we do. Maybe we'll kind of catch up as you complete your game. And I'm still playing mine. That'd be kind of cool to do like a follow-up episode with the, the rest of your thoughts following the game and how the story plays out. Um, and the choices you make at the end, because there's six of them. Uh, I think
1: there's more than that now. Jesus Christ, is there really?
0: Uh, yeah, I think somebody found one the other day. Wow, I don't know how people like come up with this shit. I mean, that's like every video game, though. Like how people find glitches and bugs, and I just don't, I don't get how people do it. man. yeah. Uh, let's see. So that you you said they did find another one? I think so. No, no, there's still six. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sure yeah, more but, will come out still.
1: But uh <laughs> you know on the uh, wiki it's like important the endings page and guide are still a work in progress.
0: Damn. Yeah, that definitely means there probably there's probably more out there for sure. I would not be surprised. Um. so yeah I'm, I'm kind of hungry I want to make some breakfast so I think we're going to leave it at that for now is there anything else you'd like to add before we uh, kind of do like a follow-up later on in the year nope I think we're good yeah I think we covered a lot today Um, it's kind of like a review discussion you know we'll, we'll follow up with Alex but I think it's pretty safe to say on my end you know I, I honestly do think the game's like a perfect 10 out of 10 I, I think the game is my critiques aren't enough for me to take a score down. Um, I think that this game is probably our game of the year. Uh, We do have God of War Ragnarok coming out uh, in November and then Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. You know, those are pretty big titles for their uh, consoles. So I think those games have a chance to give this game a run for its money. But at the end of the day, I think uh, Elden Ring is probably going to be my game of the year. Um, uh, Anything else, Alex, you'd like to add to that?
1: you think Avowed's coming out this year? No. No? no. Says initial release, 2022.
0: No, but Avowed would... Oof, I don't know, man. Avowed's going to be really good. I, I mean, it should be. Uh, but we haven't even got gameplay for it. I don't think it's coming out this year. Let's see E3. Yeah, we'll see. How, well, E3's canceled, so <laughs> well, I guess we'll see. Um, if they do like a summer Xbox like E3 type of uh, presentation. So I hope they do. I hope everyone does. Um yeah, that's gonna be it for Elden Ring today. Uh if you haven't played it and you've made it this far in the episode, please go play it. You're you're missing out. Um, Alex, thank you for being back on the show. It's been pretty nice to do this. We'll have to do a Bethesda one soon. There's a lot of um Starfield. Oh, yeah, Starfield comes out this year too. Yep. Uh there's been a lot of Starfield conceptual videos coming out and uh they're getting pretty open with their conversations on that game I'm sure we're gonna get a full gameplay trailer here very soon um so we'll have to uh bring you back on to talk about some Starfield but uh yeah that's gonna be it for us today uh thank you guys so much for listening we'll catch you next week and uh that's it so bye (laughs) mate